It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is Tuesday, June 19th, 2018. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Boy, Bill, this, this year is going by quick. Only six months away from uh, Christmas. <laughs> Man, it's, uh, it's on a torrid pace. <laughs> That's true. Uh, joining me today, as always, my co-host, Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army, retired former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, also past Department Commander for the DAV State of Maryland. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary, and as always, it's great to be with you. Well, I appreciate that, Bill. Also, uh, like, like I mentioned earlier, that uh, Bill always comes up with some good news articles. And, Bill, what's going on with the new policy for lending? Well, uh, Gary, this is a recent policy that's come out from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, and it's, uh, the, the, the objective here is to protect our veteran homeowners from predatory lending. Now, the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs has issued this new policy implementing the May 2018 Economic Growth Regulatory Relief and Consumer Protection Act to protect our veteran homeowners from predatory lending practices when obtaining a VA-guaranteed finance loan. And, Gary, the Act uh, helps protect veterans and uh, service members from the dangers associated with repeatedly refinancing their home loans requiring other uh, things uh, such as the seasoning of the original loan and recoupment of pe- uh, period for fees, closing costs, and expenses related to financing. You know, uh, uh, predatory is the operative word in, the, in, 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 in this act because uh, there's a, a lot of questionable lenders uh, out, uh, you know, across the country, and then uh, veterans and our active duty military people seem to fall into those traps, and that is so important. And, you know, just like uh, we've talked before, Gary, about the defrauded students with the student loan uh, situation, mainly from a lot of these online uh, providers, uh, we just have to be on top of this to protect our men and women who serve the country. Oh, definitely, definitely. And uh, I remember you bringing that up, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago. But now here's something else. You also have information about the VA releases a suicide data report. Yes, sir. Well, you know, our our source for both of these articles today, again, is from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. And this is a recent uh, national suicide data report. And we'll probably be able to get into some of these other areas with our show today. Now, this is analysis part of the VA's comprehensive examination of more than 55 million death records. Uh, The U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs released findings from its most recent analysis 
of veteran suicide data for all 50 states in the District of Columbia. Gary, as you might remember, the the original report that we had back dealing with this in 2012, I believe it were only 21 states participated in. But these records now are from all 50 states in the uh, District of Columbia. The important uh, uh, yields of this report gives these insights. Suicide rates increase for both veterans and non-veterans, underscoring the fact that suicide is a national public health concern that affects people everywhere. The average number of veterans who died by suicide each day remains unchanged at 20. We might want to talk about that a little bit later. And the suicide rate increased faster among veterans who had not recently used Veterans Health Administration health care among those who had. So it's still... A, uh, a, 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 a problem of concern and suicide prevention, uh, uh, understanding and preparedness, uh, we've still got a lot of work to do in that area, Gary. That's true. That's very true. And again, thanks, Bill. Bill, you have the honor of introducing our guest today. And we have two outstanding guests, Gary, that we're happy to have with us. First is uh, Patricia Craig, who's been with us before. Uh, She has a BA in psychology. That's a Bachelor of Arts and a Master's. And she also has a Master's in Public Policy. She's president of PAC Consulting. And I'm going to assume that that's Patricia A. Craig Consulting. (laughs) Uh, She's an Army veteran committed to civic engagement, activism, and volunteerism with an extensive record of public service. Pat has earned several accolades, including the President's Volunteer Service Gold, Bronze, Silver, and Lifetime Awards. Currently, Pat is chairperson of the Veterans Mental Health Advisory Council at the District of Columbia VA Medical Center. Pat is a co-chair of the Veterans Integrated Systems Network, that's VISN, five collaborative uh, collaboration of councils, serves on the MIREC Veterans Advisory Panel, the advisory panels of Melwood Veterans Services, American Association of Retired Persons, Persons and the Planning Committee for Alternatives 2018. Our second guest is Dr. Daniel Fisher. He's a medical doctor and a Ph.D. from Princeton University, Ph.D. in biochemistry from the University of Wisconsin, M.D. from George Washington University. He's a board-certified psychiatrist who completed his residency at Harvard Medical School, practicing psychiatrist at Riverside Outpatient Clinic, Wakefield, Massachusetts. Uh, Dr. Fisher is also the co-founder and executive director of the National Empowerment Center, 
rights on, on alternatives to the medical institutional model of distress and healing. He's also a member of the planning committee for the National Capital Mental Health Recovery Alternatives 2018 conference, which is going to be held in Washington, D.C. from July 29th through August 3rd, 2018 at the Catholic University of America. Pat and Daniel, welcome to the American Heroes Network. Yes, Pat. Of course, Gary, thank you so much. It's, it's great to be back with you. All right. Yeah. Thank you very much, Gary. Yeah, great to meet you. All right. Now, again, uh, Pat, why don't you, I, you've been on before, and why don't you just uh, give a brief out, outline of what the Veterans Mental Health Advisory Council is all about? Um, what we are, we are a uh, board of about 15 uh, veterans, uh, all veterans and veterans' family members. And what we do is we try to provide forums for uh, other veterans and family members, caregivers, to uh, provide us with feedback regarding their patient care and stigma. And that's not just in the medical center. It's also out in the community. You know, their interactions there. They may be in a homeless transitioning um, a facility and having issues there. And so what we do is we help them navigate the system, you know, uh, for care. In addition to that, we also uh, partner with the mental health department here as well as the medical facility to bring uh, educational types of uh, summits and conferences, you know, to the area whereby the, um, the uh, clinicians and staff here can, can learn a little bit more about, you know, what veterans need and how we can engage them or better engage them in, in their own patient care. So uh, one of the things that we did, uh, I think it was April in uh, Sexual Assault Awareness Month, we had a military sexual trauma summit here, and it was, you know, we didn't charge anything. It was absolutely free, and all of the seats were filled, and we were worried about an overflow section, so, you know, we'll take care of that next year. However, we had veterans from all across the nation to come and participate as a panel. Uh, we had some from New York, uh, Massachusetts, uh, Florida and Ohio, Michigan to come in and be a part of the uh, summit. And one of the impacts of it was there were very many, many veterans who came out afterwards to say, yes, I have been, you know, sexually assaulted when I was in the military, and how do I access care? That's uh, for women, men, and LGBT. LGBT community, all veterans, you know, seeking help as a result of, you know, that military sexual trauma uh, conference that we put on. So, you know, primarily what we do is we work for veterans. Um, our motto is, you know, uh, we are uh, veterans to veterans. We are who we serve. So, you know, we take to heart, you know, what what's happening with the veterans community because I myself uh, have lived experience to be a peer support specialist for veterans going through uh, certain, you know, things. So I want to thank you all again for having me on, you know, so that we can, you know, talk a little bit more about what we do, you know, our uh, service area, which is the DMV, and then we also service the region area through the collaboration of council. So again, Gary, Colonel Forbes, thank you so much. 
All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Patricia and Dr. Dan, uh, with their Veterans Mental Health Advisory Council. I'm Bill. Well, yes, Gary, as, as you know, we often talk about our men and women who return from combat and the battlefield to home and community and those faces that they, uh, those uh, challenges that they face when they return to home and community, uh, uh, the more familiar ones that we know of, of post-traumatic stress, traumatic brain injury, and of course, uh, you know, uh, from World War II through Korea to uh, Vietnam and the more recent uh, uh, wars that we've been involved in, when our men and women return to home and community uh, uh, and, and rejoin their families, uh, this becomes a, a family concern of uh, mental health. So, uh, uh Dan and Pat, uh, what I'd like for you to do is to explain to our listening audience is the, the routes that the Mental Health uh, Advisory Council uh, goes through to begin to initiate programs to support our men and women in the community, uh, which is so greatly needed. Pat, you want to start with that? Well, first of all, you know, it begins, you know, with listening to the veteran, um, actively listening to the veteran and finding out, you know, what it is that, you know, they feel they need and then identifying whether or not, you know, we can provide that here in the uh, medical center 
And if not, then we look for uh, community-based organizations, you know, to help them. And then we bring in, you know, different types of summits and conferences where, you know, they can attend. And mostly, you know, what we do is, is absolutely free to the veterans. And with the exception of, you know, what we're doing now, but the MIREC, uh, Bizen, Bizen 5 MIREC, has um, given us a, a grant of $5,000 to attend Alternatives 2018. And so this is a, a, a conference that's targeting alternative methods to uh, traditional medication to, you know, treat, you know, TBI and uh, PTSD and um, uh, emotional, um, emotional uh, traumas. So, and, and Dr. Fisher can talk to that a, a little bit more than I can. That's a very nice um, segue, um, Pat. Thank you. Yeah, the, um, we're, we're sponsoring a conference in Washington, D.C. called Alternatives 2018. And this conference uh, does offer a, a lot of information and a lot of experience and a lot of networking um, for people who have continued to go through or have gone through mental health challenges, especially trauma. Uh, there's a lot about trauma-informed support, trauma-informed care uh, that will be brought up, and it will be a way to, um, for the veterans to learn that what they're going through is not just theirs alone, that they're not alone, that there are many people in society that have also experienced different traumas and have learned, we've learned through our experience, through our lived experience of trauma, just uh, how important other people are. Um, and Pat was mentioning, in addition to medication um, for veterans returning home, having connections and, and supports from other people is crucial because you're, you're in a, a team, you're part of a, a unit, <clears throat> and then you're discharged from the, uh, the armed forces or uniformed forces, and there you are without any other supports at times. And that's hard on you. It's hard on your family. And, um, yeah, I, I was not in active uh, combat duty, but uh, I was actually myself. Uh, I am a veteran, and I was uh, a researcher um, at our National Institutes of Mental Health and the Public Health Service, and I came down uh, with uh, acute uh, psychosis that was secondary to earlier traumas that I'd had, and I was treated uh, at our Bethesda Naval Hospital and uh, received really good treatment there uh, and helped, helped me to uh, recover and to go out <clears throat> um, with support from the, uh, uh, the VA. Uh, I was on disability for um, about three years, but was able to get back being a researcher and then became a psychiatrist and founded the Center, National Empowerment Center, which is a sponsor. Uh, actually, it's a national uh, coalition for mental health recovery. It's all the states uh, have representatives that will come to this conference. And um, so that's, that's what we're going to be doing in Washington, D.C. And Pat has made uh, making spaces avail of scholarships available you want to say a little bit about that, Pat, the scholarships that you're, you all are making available to the Patient Council? 
Definitely. Um, the scholarships uh, come through MIREC, uh, the grant that they uh, gave us. And right now we have identified uh, 14 people, I believe, mm. who mm. Uh, will be attending this conference. And, and again, you know, all of them have lived experience, and some of them are certified peer specialists and mm-hmm. uh, have lived through uh, suicide attempts, suicide ideation. Some mm-hmm. still have those uh, types of, you know, um, uh, traumas, you know, that they live through, nightmares and, and the others. Um, Colonel Forbes, you talked earlier about the uh, suicide rate among uh, military, which is about, you know, uh, 20, you know, veterans, uh, which is a, is um, a much too high, you know, for uh, what VA is targeting. Um, actually, what they're targeting is, you know, a zero, you know, uh, suicide rate um, among the uh, military or veteran community. And I, I just want to say that, you know, what we do as a council, whenever we outreach, we take suicide prevention information, you know, out with us, and we share that with the community. Uh, for example, uh, American University, we are doing a presentation this afternoon uh, on suicide prevention, mental illness. And it's very crucial, as you say, you know, to uh, make sure that veterans know that they are not alone, that uh, we are here with you. We have walked this walk, and we will walk with you hand in hand and give you a warm handoff, you know, to the next uh, facilitator that will help you uh, recover or be in uh, or you know, introduce you to a recovery-oriented or treatment that works for you. Mm-hmm. And what works for mm-hmm. you does, may not necessarily work for the next person. So, you know, we identify, you know, uh, alternative methods, medications, mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever family members, uh, friends, identify a team of people who will be your support system so that we can help you with, you know, the uh, suicide, you know, issues that you're, that you're having. Yeah, I I wanted to just uh, add a little bit to that, and that is that the VA, I like to make a plug for the VA and how uh, terrific a job the VA has done in bringing recovery forward as a vision of care. And and this is uh, is fairly new. Uh, I was on the White House Commission for Mental Health um, in 2002-2003, and uh, we made uh, the vision statement for that commission report that we see a future where everyone with uh, mental health issues will recover, recover a full life in the community. And the Veterans Administration, uh, thanks to uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Murphy, who was uh, part of the commission, um, they took that uh, commission report and made that the centerpiece of change within the VA starting 2004 set up an action plan, and also, uh, Pat is mentioning peer specialists, they, they took the report, um, which also points out that peer specialists have a unique role in helping people with recovery, and they made that also a centerpiece of the VA. So development of uh, and training of peer specialists within the VA has been a very important um, initiative in, in bringing recovery to everyone who comes, uh, who comes in for assistance at the VA. I just want to make a plug. Dr. Frances Murphy, that was her name. Yeah, right. peers, uh, working along with peers uh, 
is very important, and uh, we want to talk about that a little bit more. But one of the uh, kind of bring you back to the report that the VA uh, uh, that I just uh, mentioned earlier with the suicide data report, and uh, the, the 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 third uh, uh, point that they uh, uh, mentioned uh, was that the suicide rate increased faster among veterans who had not recently used veteran health administration, health care, than among those who had used it. And I guess this gets to the point of information being such a great void in the veterans uh, community. Uh, Something else that's so important, I think, that reflects that is that uh, of about... uh, 20-plus million veterans that we have throughout the country who've served in all the wars and conflicts that we've been in, uh, less than, about less than half of those 20 million, uh, something like 9.5, are enrolled in the VA's uh, health care system to be able to access those benefits uh, of, of getting that care and, and the other half that's out there. Uh, information is so important, and I think this uh, um, uh, program that's going to take place uh, in the end of July and August at Catholic University is so important in getting that information out because a lot of our men and women, and especially in the area of mental health, uh, you know, we're losing them because of not having the information. So I'd just like for you to just talk about how important it is that what you're about to put on uh, uh, in this uh, uh, conference is to our our nation's veterans. I I agree with you, uh, Colonel Forbes. Our our veterans do need uh, information and more information, and that's what we find out when we table on Mondays and uh, Thursdays here at the VA Medical Center. Um, They're looking for additional information that will uh, help them increase the quality of their life but for those who, you know, shy away from uh, VA care, what we found with some of the veterans is that um, they don't want to take medication. They are unaware that there are alternatives, you know, out there, you know, to taking medication. It, they may have to start out on medication to stabilize them, but as they progress in their recovery, um, they can decrease the amount of medication they're on and supplement that with uh, um, um, uh, alternatives such as uh, meditation, yoga, tai chi, uh, breathing exercises, and, and those types of different alternatives to medication. Mm-hmm. For example, you know, I am on medication and I do alternative methods, you know, that I just mentioned. So I was able to decrease the amount of medication that I'm on, but you're absolutely correct. It's the lack of information and the lack of accurate information that they have. And one of the things that this conference will do is introduce veterans to, to so many different types of alternatives across the nation because we have people coming in from all across the nation to this Alternatives uh, 2018 conference. And, again, you know, uh, Dr. Fisher can talk to that just a little bit more than I can. Yeah, it's, um, <clears throat> uh, it's very good, Pat. It's, we, we really do advocate a holistic approach, looking at the whole person in their mind and their body and their spirit. And this is important not only for mental health recovery, but also for substance use recovery. 
And in order to uh, recognize the importance of these other approaches, that it becomes very important to hear from people who've been through their own recovery. I think there's a unique role of peers in both mental health and substance abuse. People are familiar with AA. Well, they, now the, in the mental health community, there's a sort of a, an analogous um, uh, approach, and that is the, the, the peer specialist uh, approach. Uh, so I've been through my own lived experience. I've been in other realities. I found that medication, as Pat was saying, might help with uh, initial stabilization. But ultimately, I had to gain control of my own life. I had to direct my own life. I had to feel that I could find ways to relax. Yoga is very good, and meditation, I do that. Also, connections with other people cannot be underestimated how important it is to form enduring relationships and become part of a community again, especially if you've been apart from that community. And we've developed actually through the National Empowerment Center a program that helps everyone learn how to uh, connect and uh, at an emotional level. It's called emotional CPR. It's like to restart your emotional heart. And when people have been through trauma, people have been in, in warfare, People have witnessed, you know, terrible, uh, terrible losses, and uh, it, it, one often holds your emotions in as a protection and as a defense. But in order to reconnect with people, you have to feel that you can actually express yourself again. So we do workshops, uh, two-day-long workshops, on how people can learn to reconnect again. All right. We're going to go ahead and take a break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo@americanheroesnetwork.com. At Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. 
Welcome back. We're with our guest, Pat and Dr. Dan, uh, with the Veterans Mental Health Advisory Council. And Bill, you had a question? Well, Gary, as we were talking during the break, in terms of uh, uh, many of our men and women, both on active duty and in their veteran status, uh, have this reluctance of coming forth to dealing with uh, some of those conditions that... uh, uh, that, uh, that needs to be observed as far as their mental health is concerned. Uh, one in particular, both active duty and, uh, uh, from the civilian side, uh, owning up to that, that there's a problem that, uh, they, they'd much rather keep that, uh, undercover and not be, uh, well known because it may affect their advancement. Uh, on from the active duty side and being able to uh, get security clearances, which is most of, very important as you're moving up because there's classified material that you must be uh, be able to access as you move up into the ranks and the same thing uh, in the civilian sector. And um, uh, that, that that is a problem, and, and, and this is one of the reasons why, uh, as you know, uh, uh, both uh, uh, Pat and Dan, uh, with uh, post-traumatic stress. You know, we used to, and some still do, make reference to uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. And the D uh, has been uh, encouraged to, uh, to eliminate that because with the disorder, it gives some idea of permanency that you're in a situation that you'll never be able to recover from. And I think those are the kinds of things that you're talking about, uh, how important it is, whether it be through peer counseling, group counseling, and other ways to, to be able to overcome that. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, definitely. And I really think it's, it's a very good step forward to drop the disorder aspect. Um, I, I find that... Um, the majority of people who have uh, military experience have suffered uh, some form of trauma. You know, trauma is is any it's a it's a normal response, uh, a tra- tra- trauma response to uh, to disruption in your ordinary uh, way of perceiving the world or being in the world. And uh, so, to normalize it more, I think it would be very important that. Uh, it's an understandable reaction, uh, a, a, a trauma reaction is an understandable reaction to uh, horrific situations or losses or, or even even separation also from one's family. There's trauma involved in that. Even if one isn't in active combat, to uh, be, uh, leave everyone that's familiar, everyone that you know, to be in another country to have to adapt, there, there's trauma involved in that. So I, I think it's great that, uh, that, I think that will encourage people to, to seek more assistance and counseling and not seen as it's permanent, as you say, or that it's a sign that you're, you know, so far gone that, you know, you're, you're not going to come back. Um, so I, I, giving hope, in addition to overcoming isolation and loneliness, giving hope to people when they uh, when they feel distress is an essential step. So I'm really really glad to hear that the disorder part is uh, there's an initiative to drop that. Pat, you want to comment more on that? 
I, I would. I'd like to share a story with you. Uh, recently, sure. we held the Health and Information Fair at George Washington University, uh, and in partnership with them as well as AMVETS uh post number 12. And so we invited, you know, vendors from all over the DMV to come out. We had about 70 vendors there to uh, share their information with veterans, and on, veterans came from all over as well. However, I was sitting next to, you know, one of the vendors um, uh, for lunch, and we were talking about what we do, and then he, he scooched a little closer to me, and he whispered, you know, you know, my wife and my children say, you know, that I, I should seek care for uh, PTSD, but, you know, I don't want people to think that I'm crazy, you know, and, right. you know, and right. so, and he went on and on, you know, gesturing mm-hmm. with his hand towards his head, you know, the, uh, about being crazy, and so, you know, when he uh, finished sharing with me, I said, you know, well, think about, think about it like this, that it is an injury. It's a mental injury just like you would have any other injury in your body that you would need to seek care for. It is not something that you are uh, broken or you're crazy. It's just an injury that needs attention, that you need to seek attention for. And I said to him, I said, think about it this, this way as well. What happens or what would happen if uh, you had some type of um, acting out as a result of your PTSD and your wife and your children will end up taking care of you? It could happen tomorrow. It could happen, you know, when you're 89 years old. I said, but, you know, what you're doing is unfair to them. Think about how they would have to take care of you when all you need to do is seek care right now. He said, wow, I never thought about it in that way. Oh, please tell me, how do I go about getting the care that I need? So we went through the steps, you know, and I saw him yesterday here at the medical center, and he was, you know, uh, connecting with a provider to help him get the care that he needs. So, you know, that's another stigma that, you know, people face, you know, about seeing, uh, uh, don't want people to see them as being crazy. And I think we do need to address, you know, those types of, of uh, educate, you know, uh, the uh, veteran community that it's not, you're not crazy, it's an injury that you need to seek help for. And so what we're doing is we are holding their hand, you know, if they would like for us to, and walking them through the process and their family members as well. So we work with providers who not only offer care to the veterans, but also to their family members, their children. They can all come in and sit down and get the uh, care together. So, you know, uh, Dr. Fisher is very, very on point when he says uh, community is very important, establishing a support system, you know, for mm-hmm. those, for military uh, um, families uh, who have someone, a loved one who's uh, living with PTSD. And mm-hmm. I want to thank you all again so much for allowing us to, you know, be able to share that there is help out there. There are people who will help you, and there are people who uh, believe in you and believe in the recovery that can happen for you. Mm-hmm. Well, that's very important. The, we uh, had interviewed a number of people who were recovering from various uh, forms of trauma, and um, we asked them, what was the most important factor in your recovery? 
And almost at the top of everyone's list was somebody who believed in me, somebody who believed in me. And, I mean, for myself, I was very fortunate. Uh, I had a a therapist who um, believed in me right from the start. And um, when I got out of the the psychiatric hospital, um, I said to him, I'm going to become a psychiatrist and, you know, really assist other people. Uh, he didn't say, oh, you know, that's unrealistic or, you know, how can you ever do that? You just came out of a psychiatric hospital. He said, I'll be at your graduation. <laughs> and six years later at uh, George Washington University right there in, in, in D.C., uh, he came to my graduation. And he didn't, he didn't even right. charge for the visit either. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> so well, believe in you. Yeah. Well, you know, with this being a, a, a family concern, when our men and women return back to uh, their homes, uh, is there uh, the, the, the conference that's coming up now? Are you welcoming families? Will there be something in the oh, yeah. conference that uh, will address the family concerns uh, with these conditions? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we... Um we welcome uh, family members to come as well as uh, people who are going through, have gone through um, mental health uh, uh, distressing conditions because it is, as Pat was saying, it is a family effort. Uh, each person in the family can uh, help play a role in uh, the overall recovery of the person that's returning and, and the person who's uh, experiencing uh, trauma. So we, we have... Um, uh, assistance. Uh, we, we give uh, tips and ideas uh, about you know what can people do to assist each other, and 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 peer support in a way. Families can provide peer support too. Just other family members can be there in a supportive fashion. And furthermore, we give hope. And by by people get hearing stories of people who've been through severe um, you know depression or trauma and have shown significant recovery and are giving back to society, then families start to see, oh, you know, uh, my, my loved one can still contribute. My loved one, this is not forever. Because it takes a long time. Sometimes recovery, um, you know, can take several years. In my own situation, I'd say it was you know, four or five years before I really felt um, uh, that I could grip into my life again. And families need... They need support during that time. They need hope. They need encouragement. And uh, we, we, they'll be provided with this at this alternative conference. Because this conference is run by people lived experience. We all have gone through our own recovery experience from various forms of severe uh, psychiatric um, uh, difficulties and, and traumas. And we have 70 workshops. We'll have six uh, keynote uh, addresses. We'll have um, films that will be shown. We'll have caucuses at night. So there, there are many opportunities for people you know, to learn. All right. We're and there's a the heal break. day, you know, um, you know um, uh, incorporated in that also. So uh, we will be going on the heel and speaking to our, you know, uh, yes. political leaders uh, to just, you know, uh, educate them about, you know, the needs that veterans have or people have uh, yeah. in, in their support of um, yeah. funding and policies, you know, regarding uh, mental injuries and mental illness. All right. Yes, that's oh. true. The first, 
The first day, uh, first two days are, we call it a pre-conference, but it is very important advocacy uh, period. So on July 30th, um, we'll have a day-long um, uh, training and um, uh, logistical description of how to advocate and what the most important um, important areas of advocacy are. And we'll have that happen uh, at that time. And then the following day, we go to the Hill itself. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel. And we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guests, Pat and Dan, with the Veterans Mental Health Advisory Council. I have a question for either Pat or Dan about the, the CHOICE program. Is that going to affect um, uh, this program at all? Because it is used getting into using the outside the network doctors also. Yes. Uh, um, yeah. what, what that will do for uh, veterans is to uh, give them allow them a choice outside of the medical center itself to get uh-huh. the help that they need. And in some cases, veterans feel that um, it will, you know, allow them faster, you know, care. And so, you know, they go outside of the system, you know, for uh, treatment. And um, it, it, what it does is it empowers veterans and family members to feel a part of their care and allow them uh, choices in, in making those, you know, decisions. So, you know, we find that happens, you know, quite often here at the medical center 
simply because, you know, they're seeking alternatives and, and other opinions about how and what they can do in order to uh, address their issues. So uh, the veterans that we speak to, and we do have some who have gone uh, on the CHOICE program, but they come back, you know, to the uh, VA uh, for their care. I can say for the VA, especially, you know, in the mental health department, all of our psychiatrists are board-certified psychiatrists. We have, in my opinion, you know, the best mental health care um, that's available to veterans in this area. And I say that because I have experienced it. You know, like uh, Dr. Fisher, um, my, it was here that, you know, I had uh, a clinician who believed in me, who supported me, and then, you know, uh, surrounded me by other, you know, people that when I learned to trust her, I could trust her opinions and her decisions and, you know, move forward to allow other people into that circle to help me recover, such as the PRRC program, you know, uh, different types of suicide, you know, group sessions. And it's, so it's, it's, it's very important for veterans and family members to feel as if they are a part of this. So the CHOICE program allows them, you know, uh, to feel that. Mm. The, uh, Pat, you mentioned the PRRC program. That's the Psychosocial Rehabilitation Program within the VA, is that right? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, I'm familiar program. somewhat with that, and it, um, it does, that also expands uh, the choices within the VA as well, so yes. that uh, it's beyond the clinic. Uh, when someone first has a uh, psychiatric problem, uh, the focus is on the, the clinic, and, and understandably so, to get the, the proper, the right medication and, and get people's uh, diagnosis and, and starts maybe with therapy. But to put your life together, uh, you really need the psychosocial uh, elements that involve housing, involve uh, employment, involve education. Because when we talk about recovery, we're really talking about recovery of a full life in the community not just recovery from certain symptoms. So someone may, you know, suffer uh, some of the post-trauma aspects of um, uh, having difficulty sleeping, you know, being anxious, being, you know, at times depressed. These, these are themselves often best addressed by connecting people to housing, to return to uh, school so you can you know, get a job and, these, these elements are as important as the clinical. So I just wanted to emphasize. And peer support plays a big role in each of those because sometimes people, you, you can say, well, there's housing available. Well, who's, who's going to take me there? Who's going to show me the housing? Who's going to, you know, accompany me, uh, you know, on, on interviews? A lot of times people need that initially because they, they feel frightened. They feel insecure. Same thing about school. We call it supported education or supported employment. You know, to get back to work sometimes takes, you got to get your confidence back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that you do. And, and it's, it's not a linear um, approach. It's so integrated, you know, uh, mm-hmm. with the clinician side and the uh, psychosocial, you know, um, side of it to include integrative health and wellness, uh, those yeah. aspects as well. So, you know, you're, um, you're going 
through all of these different, you know, um, modalities um, at the same time. And some, you know, it is a little bit slower than others, and some, you know, um, they uh, need the care uh, a little bit longer in one area than another area, but it's a continuum of care and introducing them back into the community uh, in, in an area and in a way that is meaningful to them. So what we want to have happen is to have veterans and their family members help the uh, the um, the veteran to uh, identify what is meaningful, you know, to you know them at this point in time, and so you know how do we go about you know addressing that you know as well. So the clinical side, the psychosocial, you know, and focusing on you know what's uh, of value to the veteran, you know, all of these things you know play a part in the recovery process. All right. Okay, do you have any contact information or a website that our listeners could go to? Dr. Oh, Fisher, could you give yeah. the website? Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I can, and I can say that um, our uh, alternatives conference is uh, www.alternatives-conference.org. Alternatives-conference.org. All right. And there's a wealth of information there. And also uh, at our National Empowerment Center, we're federally funded, and we provide technical assistance through the National Empowerment Center, and that is power, the number two, the letter U, dot org, power to you, dot org. And that's one of our themes is to help people feel empowered in their own lives. All right. Can't be, beat that. Now, again, it was a pleasure having you both on the show with us today. And as things progress, we'd like to have you back. And um, I thought it was a very interesting uh, show. And, uh, uh, again, if we can help in any way, definitely let us know. Okay? Aaron, thank you so much. Colonel Forbes, again, thank you always. Now, if you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7, and you can hear all the archive shows right from your phone. And remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any device. I'm your host, Gary Ray, signing off, and thanks for listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on a variety channel. Be safe out there, and we'll see you next week. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation. Thanks to you, we're living free. We're a quilt of men.